37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Hello friends and welcome to 37 Disney Street. This week we're heading to Colombia as we take a look at classic number 60, Encanto. Draws, floors, doors, let's go! I'm Chris Fletcher. I'm Lucy Rain. And the birds told me all about it. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. And I've been living inside the walls for the last couple of years. Hello, friends. I'm here. I think somebody what was, was concentrating more on, on the, the vlog that she's making Vlogmas. than the actual starting of the episode. Can I now. just explain myself, <laughs> L- listeners and viewers? Basically, um, I'm doing Vlogmas, which is where you uh, upload something to your YouTube channel every day of Advent. So we're going to do 24 vlogs. And today's is behind the scenes at a filming slash recording of a Disneyland Paris podcast. Mm. <clears throat> Not Disneyland Paris, 37 Disney Street podcast. So I had the camera out and I was pointing it at people and I was vlogging the thing and then I thought I'll turn it off in time for me to say my name and then I took a breath and I couldn't remember what I was going to say. We usually have well thought out quotes. What I should have said, this is take two, are you ready? Yeah, I'm not editing it though. No, that's fine. Good. We don't talk about Bruno. I'm Lucy Rain. There, that was better, You should have done it it like that, that would have been good. Mm, that like was that. better, but it's a bit ruined now. I mean, on the plus side, we've been trying for ages to find a way to fill that time in the music, and uh, and we, you did that quite successfully. We almost <laughs> ran out of time. <laughs> Hello, anyway. Hi, everybody. Um, we're here with uh, another show, and it's it's a new one. It's a new film. Mm. It's just come out of the cinema two weeks ago, a week ago. It's brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. It's a Thanksgiving release, yeah. as things generally are. There's one biscuit left, I don't know. That's a, that's a terrible <laughs> social quandary, isn't there? Who takes the last biscuit? I took the penultimate biscuit. You really take the so biscuit. So I, I can't take the last one. Um, there we are. Chris, uh, Chris can have it. Are you sure? Yep. It's going to happen. I've had about 10 today. Excellent. Well, I will take it um, for, uh, for for consuming whilst Lucy's talking about stuff to do with this film in a minute. Yeah. All the history. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, oh, do you want me to play the jingle now? We're jumping straight in. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, go, go for it. it. Go Let's for it. it. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah. okay. I'm going to press the history button. It's time to dig a little deeper to learn some Disney stuff. Dig a little deeper. No, we ain't dug this far enough. Dig down deep into the facts. We'll find out what we need. Lucy will school us, guaranteed. Now, with most new releases, Chris, you know this, I don't do a full history yeah. thing, but I will tell you a little bit of the background. First of all, it's directed by the guys who did uh, Zootopia together. Mm. And it was developed, well, it was first sort of approached by John Lasseter to Lin-Manuel Miranda during the promotion of Moana. So uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda has been on board for, at the ground floor, basically, and he's been part of the development all along. So the directors were Jared Bush and Byron Howard, and they also brought <clears throat> on um, Cherise C- Castro-Smith to help with the screenplay along with Jared Bush. 
Um, but the development has, yeah, has included Lin-Manuel Miranda amongst other things. So he is credited as Story by. But there's a list of people. There's a list of people. Jared Bush, Byron Howard, Cherise Castro-Smith, along with Jason Han, Nancy Cruz and Lin-Manuel Miranda, who did the story. It stars um, that girl out of Brooklyn 911, Stephanie Beatrice, and I didn't know I didn't know it was her. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've only seen trailers I and bits don't. for 911 on Netflix when it comes up, and it's always the same little bit. Mm. I've watched it, but I don't remember her being in it. Huh. I'm afraid to, to say. There you are. Mm. <clears throat> for a long time during development, it was. Um, a fairly nameless South American place. Um, it was talked about being in Mexico quite a lot, but finally, kind of as as it began to solidify as it was in full production, it was decided that it is in Colombia. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I said that in the opening and I thought, I'm not 100% certain that it is. <laughs> it, de- it definitely 100% Columbia. is. Good. Although I don't think that they stated that. No, I don't think it's referenced, does it? Um, because it's, it, it's definitely... Um, uh, a love letter to the the general Latinx community, mm-hmm. I do believe, but yeah. that's that's just little facts in there. Hmm. Now, there's not an awful lot more to say with these new films. Uh, things are commissioned, and then they get made. Uh, it was back in the day when John Lasseter was still the creative director, and he no longer is. Um, but yeah, it's been released. Do I even have? I don't have full box office just yet either. I'm mm-hmm. warning you before we get to the end. That's all right. So that's pretty much all I've got to talk about here. So it's going to come down to what we think about it. Well, there you go. Then what we should do is what we always do and talk about the story and the animation and the music and give it a score. Um, and we give it 10 points from each of us, which gives us an overall score of 90. But then we also need to get that last 10 points, don't we? So how do we do that? We asked the kids uh, what they thought, and they also summarised the story uh, very succinctly and oddly. <laughs> <laughs> and what used to happen in the olden days was, when, when we just did the podcast, is when we were recording, we'd pause here and I'd say, Lucas gave it a four. He did give it a four, by the way. Lucas gave it a four. And then what would happen is, uh, we'd do all this bit later, um, but now we've got this fancy technology and stuff, what we do is we press a button, or I press a button, and it plays it. But I haven't done it today, so we're actually going to have to do that whole edit thing anyway. The old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. So yeah. here's the kids. We went to the cinema to watch Encanto. It's about a family, and the whole family lives in one big magical house, and they all have powers. Each person has a gift, but the main character... I can't remember her name. Mirabelle. Mirabelle didn't get a gift. So there's one where somebody's so strong they can like lift up bridges and everything. There's one which is really perfect and grows loads of flowers and I really want to be her if I was one of them. Oh, one can hear everything. Uh, she can even hear eye twitches. We don't talk about Bruno. And then the, like, massive household starts breaking, but no one else can see it. And then she went to something called Bruno's Tower and because there were some visions there that would tell her about it. And the vision was saying it cracks because of her. At the end, 
the house bricks, but they build another one, and when they put the doorknob in, it magically becomes magical again. The end. My favourite bit was when the guy was getting the gift when the crack started happening again. Oh, my favourite bit is when the boy drinks coffee and the girl's like, that's why coffee is for grown-ups and is all like hyper. My favourite character was, I quite like the person who can talk to animals. Isabel, because I would like to be her. Uh, I don't have a favourite character. I like the first song, whether we're talking about the family. My favourite song is Meet La Familia. I would give it a 4 out of 5. I'd give it a 5 out of 5. It's my new favourite film out of Disney now. Did you cry at all, Lucas? Yeah. Alright, thanks. It was a happy cry, though. Yeah. Zero out of one. Blah, 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 off I pop now. Well, what a great little package that was. I, I probably. particularly like that bit that, that Bonnie said. I did. Now, I know what Bonnie said because oh. I recorded that today. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. I wonder if Ollie will be a scamp. I hope so. I like it when he's a scamp. Yeah, I do as well. When I <laughs> when I when I put that together, I uh, I do Lucas and Bonnie quite in, intense uh, editing for those, and then oh, the Ollie bit's the fun bit at the end where I, 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 I pepper his comments throughout. <laughs> you you mm. allow yourself a bit of uh, <laughs> a bit of uh, pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't tend to have a lot of uh, waste either because he just gets on with it. He, he's not interested in redoing things or going back over things. He just wants, wants <laughs> he's to tell pro- you how many out of how many. He's, he's a professional. <laughs> yeah. He's a good lad. He's a good lad. So, mm. do we do first impressions first? We do usually, don't we? Yeah. Should we do that? Mm. And what are your expectations going in? I'll admit, you know, I uh, I watched one trailer for this and uh, that is it. And I didn't know anything about it. And to be honest, uh, maybe Disney fatigue is setting in. Mm. You know, there's that much coming out at the moment that um, going into it, I was a bit, you know, I wasn't that bothered going into it. Mm. I was like, oh, go on, let's see what see what happens. So um, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I will say, similar to Hugh, now that we're we're cracking out to a year, and some of them have been we've watched them at home instead of a cinema and things. It doesn't seem quite like the big event it used to seem like. However, when I did watch the trailer to this, the lushness of the colours. And the characters really appealed to me. So I was quite excited going in. More so perhaps than for Luca or Rhea mm-hmm. recently. I was quite excited. Well, I think I I was glad it was a musical because Raya, Raya disappointed me a little bit last year, I think. Mm. Um, and so I've been looking forward to this because it was a musical. Because I, I watched Hamilton for the first time over the last year since it came to Disney+. Plus, So I was aware of... Lin-Manuel Miranda a bit more maybe than I was before but then obviously there's a bit of reservation because I'm <sighs> we haven't talked about Moana yet <laughs> but that's the... what's difficult isn't it yeah. when we get to the music there's... yeah mm. and, and and so I, I've kind of cautious optimism I think is what I went in with but also really aware that he's also done the music and starred in another film animated film this year that seems to have not the same theme but definitely a similar feel to it which is that sorry i can't remember what it's called it's a sony one. Oh, 
Um, and so, and I think I think it came out in the summer. I think I don't even know what that is. I'm gonna um, say if I completely find, missed. I'll something. find out. I'll find out in a second. But but um, as soon as you say, it, I'll I'll I feel like it. I've hid under a rock. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it's called, he's the lead character for it, and that's the name of the film. Um, right. But so so I, I kind of thought, well, is is there going to be some a, a bit of Lin Manuel Miranda fatigue because mm. he's everywhere at the moment. Literally yeah, everywhere. and he's um, he's got a very distinctive style. Yes. Basically. Vivo. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and In the Heights has been made into a film this year as well. Yeah, is that a busy one? Yes. Show me. When, Show me. when you whisper and you're on camera, Lucy, you can still be seen and heard. Yeah. <laughs> Vivo. I know, I don't. I still don't there recall that. Um, I must say, when I um, briefly, like I said, I didn't intend to do full history today, but I did read the Wikipedia page researcher that I am and it said something about um, the Hollywood Reporter accused the marketing campaign of failing because it hang on it's exactly here Um, it led audiences to believe it would be similar to Coco they couldn't distinguish the film from Coco is that a kind of a fault of like do you know know when people sort of lump uh, East Asia into one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they say China, they go Chinese, Japanese, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one or the other. Oh, like, you know that film? You know, it's like, Korean or Vietnamese yeah, or something, but, don't yeah, know which. But, yeah, that, yeah. That. Is, is it that, is that. Is that going on? Are people just seeing South America as one thing? Quite possibly, mm, which is a shame, really. Yeah. Um, especially yeah, given the size and yeah. population of the continent. <laughs> yeah, they could do like another sort of three or four based in South America and they could all be quite different, couldn't and they? Do you know what I love is... We know from the war area what a strong connection Walt had to South America and South American art and artists such as Mary Blair and how inspired they were um, by South America. And I love to see that come back and I feel like there's a little bit of a legacy coming in there with some of the art. Also, it's been promoted as being a musical, which Coco wasn't. I know the song, the music featured heavily in it, but it wasn't Mm. a musical. Um, at no point in any of the trailers was there skeletons and dead people or reference to dead people. I, I don't I don't see, from the trailers that I watched, I don't see at all. At no point did I think this is going to be like Coco. That wasn't, yeah. that wasn't something that came into my head at all. Mm. Yeah, I think it's that thing. I think the criticism is from people who uh, maybe might be a bit ignorant. I was just going to say, yeah. it's ignorance, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's just yeah. ignorance. Yep. I mean, yeah, I'm ignorant. But you know, I wouldn't. Uh, but I know I'm ignorant to it, so I wouldn't go on and you know make those uh, statements because you know I'm 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 more likely to go. Well, I'm ignorant about this uh, part of the world, mm. so that's why I'm eager to find out. Absolutely, and we did. So, should we jump into the story then? Yep. Let's. So it's time to discuss how the story goes. I know it can't be worse than Oliver and well, it's just like Coco, isn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> it's not really. Is there a film it's like... Well, it's not a Pixar film, so it's not a direct rip-off of something, is it? So, Well, I will... <laughs> hecky thump. I will tell you this straight away. The exposition, as soon as it started, with uh, a grandmother explaining the backstory, I was like, oh, we'd, we've had this opening scene I think before. I, I said this to you on... Uh, on the DLP show last week, didn't I? It, it, 
it gives you the, the it gives you that background story right at the start, which I think is and that's what Coco does. Funnily yeah. enough, they do it in that beautiful. I way thought it was the... more like Tangled. I thought it was I more like yeah, Tangled. Yeah, tangled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it like yeah. Tangled as um, well. But but yeah, they do that so that this ridiculous concept of a of a candle giving you know giving life to a house and giving everybody superpowers, you just you straighten and go, okay, fine, I, I accept that. <laughs> if they'd done it, if they'd done it in any other way, yeah. Then the rest of the film would have just seemed farcical, but you straight away give way to it, and you go, "Yeah, okay, that's the concept. I'm, I'm there." You capitulate, and you go, "All right, magic candle. All right, let's go. Come on, then." I even mm. think if, if that's the way it's going to be, I, think, I even think if they dwelled on it as much as to tell the whole story, like they do later in the film, yeah. when when they explain it in more detail, if they'd done that at the start, even that would have would have spoiled it. I don't think it would have worked in the. In the I same kind feel of way. like maybe. They intended to, and they decided it was a bad idea in, well, not in editing, because it's an animated film, but in script editing, perhaps. Mm. Because of the way that that does come out at the end, it comes out in a very similar way, the way it started. I feel like that scene might originally have been the first scene. I've no evidence of this, just that's the way it felt. I don't know, I think think it's quite heavy as that bit, Uh, and and I'm not sure it would have ever worked at the beginning of the film. I I think it would have just, you know, put you on too much of a downer straight away. Enough. I've got confession to make. Uh, I went into this film very tired, and uh, I thought I'm probably gonna like you know nod off like I did in Coco. I like shut my eyes for about ten seconds. So bit. it is like Coco, and then. then and then something said, "Wake up! You've paid money for this." But in this one, and this is the first time it's actually happened, um, I properly, properly fell asleep uh, to the point where when it finished. It felt like it had only been about an hour long. I don't know how long I fell asleep for. It might have been 10 minutes. I definitely messed uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno, the song, because we listened to that today and I, was, I don't remember it at all. Yeah, you couldn't forget it's, that, could you? We um we go to the the big posh cinema where you've got the reclining seats mm, yeah. and, and all that kind of... And it, like these massive, huge Barker lounger-type chairs and I can appreciate how you could fall asleep. Well, do you, you have to push, so, you have push Bonnie back into anything. those seats so, so that she can get her feet up? Do you have to push her back into them? Uh, no. Can she do it herself? Yeah, she's <laughs> been so many times now she does her own buttons, but I know what you right. mean. We used, we used to kind of like shuffle her in. Um, we've got champagne taste when it comes to cinema. I know it's more expensive than other places, but I just really love it. And we take blankets. Mm. We take blankets. I take fluffy socks. I take my shoes off and put my socks on. And Bonnie brings a teddy. We make a big old thing of it. So. But what I'm saying is uh, there might be some gaps in my knowledge of this. But having Ooh. said that, uh, this film is actually very small scale. Mm. I thought, watching it, and as it started, I thought, right, come on, hurry up. Where's the bit where she leaves the house? Yeah, and she the goes trailer off. alluded to that. I, th- I right, thought yeah, she was going to go off. Yeah, I thought she was yeah. going to go off and find uh, a little woodland creature and go on an adventure <laughs> and have to fight some bad guy. And yeah, across the continent. Some, yeah. Learn something about herself. And it was so refreshing. <laughs> yeah. For it just to be about this house, and everything just seemed really small, small scale. Which, uh, yeah, mm. like the more epic it becomes, actually, conversely, the more mundane it is. Mm. And it wasn't the case with this. Now they made the house a character itself, which was lovely, and they did it in some very clever ways. I almost think they could have done that a bit more. Because, I mean, there were so many characters in this film that I appreciate we spent a lot of time uh, focusing on them. But sometimes I totally forgot that the house was there and listening and could speak and move. And I I, I don't know, because I, I think if you've made it 
more of a character, then it would have distracted from everything. Whereas as it did, you just accepted that it was. If it was just like part of it. <laughs> Hello, uh, do yeah. I? It's nice to have you in me. <laughs> mm. 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 Yeah. Right. <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> is, there, is there much to say about the story? Well, no. I mean, let's. I mean, there's a lot of characters. Yeah. There was um, some questions kicked up. Well, first of all. I think it was very clever to have such a number of characters and managed to touch on... I felt like I could be a member of that family and they'd all be there with equal weight and importance, Mm -hmm. as it were. And that's quite difficult for somewhere that's got that many characters in it. Um, There were some questionable gifts um, and some that were not... Like the shapeshifter... um, it was it was never because it was all about the helping the family and strengthening the family, and it was never really explained what yeah, what he it, did or it why. A, it was just a bit of fun, wasn't it? Really, yeah, yeah just a bit of mischief. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the, so there was no scenes of that being useful at all. And similar with the the girl who could hear everything, that became a very important plot point, but it also didn't. I can imagine her being a little bit resentful of a fairly useless gift that means that she's listening all the time. Did, I, they didn't do a, did she a hear, brilliant did job. She, did she hear Bruno? That's what I was going to say. Yes. Was she, in the wall. Yeah. No, 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 but did, did she hear when, um, what's the main character called? Mirabelle. Did she hear when they when she, when she found him in the walls and they were having her? No, a, she didn't. That's the strange yeah, thing. Right. They were very selective about what she heard and what she didn't. <laughs> she's got. I, she's I got just s- assumed that she heard everything, but she was selective over what she chose. She's got to speak very about. good selective hearing. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. Because at one point they said, "When is so and so going to be here?" And she stopped and sort of cocked her head and then said, "They're aiming for six thirty. So she must just have at that point chosen to listen to the village. Mm. So maybe I'm, she has to choose to. I'm glad that the guy who liked the other sister actually got with hearing girl in the end. Yeah. Because yeah. I think she was more appealing to look at. Oh, very good. I just want to go out not there a, and say yeah. I... <laughs> I'm not being seeded, just saying like... Oh, no, like, no. You know, if I was in that situation, I'd have definitely gone for the, the other one. Yeah, the quirk of the standard. <laughs> yeah. That bodes well for me. <laughs> um, I, can I just go on record saying I absolutely love Mirabelle as a leading female character more she's, than she, yeah, she's good. more yeah, than really I've good. liked anyone since um Rapunzel really she was flawed she she got angry she got cross she was slightly plump but still very pretty you know what I mean it was yeah. just glasses I, glasses I just big curly hair a heart mm. she had you know she and she was um joyful and cheerful to watch but you also knew that there was flaws in her personality and darkness in her personality and all this was done without any need for monologuing and hammering it home. I thought she was a brilliant leading lady. When you think what an optimistic person she is as well, um, to have gone through, you know, within her family, what she went through when her door didn't, Mm. you know, when her door disappeared and all that sort of stuff. It's, um, I don't know, it just makes her very endearing, I think. Like, she's there and she's still encouraging all of her family. I, I actually thought as I was watching it, that was more of what the story was. It wasn't about... Because you kind of you think, well, she's going to get her power at the end. That's what that's what happened. But as we started to watch it, I thought, well, actually, she's going to become the the head of the household. It's mm. it's it's more about her because because the grandmother she had no magical powers. Mm. She had none mm. at all. But that wasn't seen as an issue. And and she really she was a central character to all of that family. She she was what made all of them work and what what they do work. Mirabel. 
So I, I was I was very interested to see and understand how that was going to progress throughout the the film. I think, um, and I've, but I did quite a few times try and second guess what was going to happen. I I think Hugh kind of asked because he fell asleep. What? <laughs> did you fall asleep, Hugh? <laughs> what yeah, happened? For, for, I don't know what length of time it was. This this, this is the frustrating thing. I don't mm. know, I don't know what I've done. <laughs> but also bon- Bonnie said well, we were talking about the end of the film with Bonnie as well mm. and it would wh- why did that happen and what happened and what was the problem and the thing is I like that I can't I understand it but I can't explain it in one sentence because when you do see mm-hmm. animated children's films it's like yeah. oh oh, they realised that friendship was the most important thing boom it wasn't really that. What what it was was the grandma had been focusing so strongly on on people on making a strong family that she'd not seen the family and seen them them as fully rounded people and she hadn't been nurturing them as people. She'd been nurturing them as talents and things like that. And I thought it was complex, but very very well done. And it it, it there was a good learning message there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that it wasn't oversimplified. It felt real. It felt full. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do we talk yeah. about the? Um, well, uh, here's the thing. Oh, right. I went yeah. into this and I thought, and I, I was, I was kind of, I was, I was preparing myself for the big crying moment. And and you'd said something about that, and I was like, oh no, here we go. It's gonna be a big weepy. And it wasn't. And that's again refreshing. Uh, there are moments that you could get choked up, but it wasn't. The, the thing that they're doing now where they're like... Oh, no, yeah, they're, no, they're, no. Like, they, they, they seem to be like... It wasn't Pixar. The, the, the centrepiece of the film is like, and then there's a big cry moment and it's all based around that. It wasn't. I think that's what I was saying to you when I wasn't when I wasn't talking to you about it the other week is, <laughs> yeah. is that... You said it was earned. Yeah. It, it rather than like just being... It wasn't like, right, now we're going to make you cry. Cry time. It, it was just... It was just a, a sad part of the story. It just, yeah. It just worked really well. So this is when the... The house. Well, because oh, no, when be, is it? Chris? Be, well, be, be, because afterwards, uh, me and Lucy were like, were saying, because you said Lucas was in bits. Lucas oh, he really was, like, and, big, and we were saying, big, big, big and we were saying, what was that bit? And I was, was worried it was when I was asleep. <laughs> uh, so, so we said it must be when the house uh, crumbled. And for me, right? it was, no. it was no. when. Well, let's guess. For me, it was no. when the villagers turned up to help them rebuild it no. at the no. end. Oh. No, no, oh. it was when they were telling the story. Of of how the father died. I did say that in the cinema. I said it'll be the dad dying. It, it built up from those oh, other bits. So you know when you him. talk about your the, when you talk about your cry factor and yeah, and you, you talk about how it builds. It definitely mm, built from those mm. points. But that that whole bit because you'd already seen the you know it'd been foreshadowed at the start, yeah. telling you what what happened, and everything. But then it, it really gives just really hard hitting big bit of detail about about everything that happened there and the idea of them. Yeah. Losing losing a father and and stuff and it just it just got him really 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 mm. hard. But but the thing is like we're saying like there's not a big weepy and people saying you know but hang on there's a, a father's died in it but it's not it's not hanging over the film like it does no. in like Big Hero Six where you're just going oh no mm. you know and in uh, in 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 up where you're just like oh, I think it's because God. and you already you, know it as you well you know yeah. the family's okay you know yeah. the grandma's okay you know it comes out okay and so it's a we don't know that the dad. Like the, I will Coco, say though, the, the thing about the, the, in Coco, uh, him dying mm. and having his daughter like waiting for him just crushes yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. It, it it ruins me. Yeah. Um, the Her reaction uh, when he died, you know, the, 
the wife's reaction carrying the triplets, that is heartbreaking in itself. Yeah, because uh, uh, when you first see it, uh, she just kind of reaches out and it's not a big deal. But then you really see a breakdown the yeah, second yeah. time round. Yeah. And it's really sort of uh, heart-wrenching. But, yeah. And there's, there's all the realisation in there at the same time because Mirabelle's learning about all this and, and seeing it all, of, like, seeing it unfold in front of her effectively. I mean... She can't because she doesn't have any magical powers. Uh, that, that was the thing I maybe didn't quite understand because there was a moment where she was there watching it, wasn't there? Mm. And I don't quite know where that or how that fitted in. I think but, that's just an analogy for think, listening yeah, to I, the story. I think story. it was acceptable. When, yeah. when she sees the house crumbling before it crumbles, what's happening there? How is she seeing that? No, I think, I think it does crumble and then fixes itself because it does that several times. Yeah. Sort of when, oh, yeah, because it's all plastic. When, when, when a family yeah. kind of... When there's a good family moment, things seem to yeah. fix and mm. then they break again. And I think her feeling out the initially she felt outside the family and she felt that anguish and she felt rejected. And the fact that the mm-hmm. family was weakening, the house started to weaken. You bet you living in a house that was that needy. That like if you were having some troubles, it would like the you know the the, the tiles would start falling off the roof and you're like yeah. oh. Was, uh, and that would make you worse. Bicker, bickering about the washing though, up yeah. and all of a sudden... There'd be a vicious yeah. cycle of you going... <laughs> vicious cycle of you arguing because you can't afford to pay for the the, the, the roof fixing and then <laughs> and then the boiler would conk out and then, I don't know, the, the staircase falls in. Like oh, that film, dear. The Money Pit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a nightmare. That house is uh, very needy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think this was Bonnie again. We listened to the soundtrack today in the car because... Um, I've listened to it since I went to see it yeah. as well. Um, but Bonnie, I think it was Bonnie brought up something that I didn't notice when I watched the film. She says, they say they don't want to talk about Bruno mm. and they all say they hate Bruno. And then Bruno turns up and they're yeah. all dead pleased to see him. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah. And, and also, I was like, why don't they talk point. about him? <laughs> why don't they talk about him? He had some visions and they just, why, why did he go away? Well, they were they were talking as if um, he was making things happen because he was right. saying saying mm. things oh, out yeah. loud. Yeah, like your uh, fish is going to die, that and the fish would die. That guy's hair fell out. Yeah, and so they thought that he was making these things. It's like witches in the 16th century, isn't out. it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so they were they were they thought it was that way around, and then they were angry at him for making these things happen. But he didn't make these things happen. He just had visions of the future. Mm-hmm. But he just pulled himself away from it all, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, 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 he did. He removed himself. He just removed himself from the situation because mm. he felt like he was doing more harm than good. Yeah. But I did quite like how um, there was the vision, and it was just like this piece of glass or whatever, and, and mm. you could see bits of it, but not everything very clearly. And when it when he turned it the, the house was cracked or not cracked mm. and stuff you've got words for that at work what is it a venticular it was a two a two-stage lenticular, a lenticular. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I really liked that um the things that, that you saw in the vision all started to happen so and sometimes mm. it was the like big things like the like the main picture and stuff but sometimes it was just little things like the butterflies appearing or whatever mm. and it was just quite at times it was quite subtle but just because you've seen it before you have that deja vu moment i think that was really effective Mm. It worked quite nicely. When I listen to the sound, I mean, I'm not talking music here. I'm still talking story. But when we listen to the soundtrack today, I heard the sinisterness in Isabella is um, in her section of the Bruno song. She's talking about Bruno told me I would have the life that I always desired um, mm. and that my roots would grow deep and all this kind of thing. And then when it was revealed that she just feels this awful pressure of being perfect and that she can't have the life. But in the end, she does have the life she wants. Yeah. And I just, 
there's, there's a lot of onion layers to what I just said. But when I listened to the soundtrack the second time, I thought, oh, wow, that's really, that's a bit chilling and disturbing and wonderful and happy all at the same time. <laughs> now, there's a certain success in what was a very enjoyable kids film that Bonnie has now declared to be her new favourite film. <laughs> that was declared in The Car on the Way Home. Right. It's my new favourite film to also have a, a level where you can watch and re-watch and re-listen and find more. Mm-hmm. Already, it's only 24 hours since we saw it. I think that's quite an achievement. Yeah, um, that that's something I said to Hugh when, when he messaged Ellie and said he'd fallen asleep. I said, well, if you want to go watch it again, I'll come with you. Oh, yeah, I, would. I would quite happily go. Postpone this and go and watch it, yeah. But it's <laughs> it's um, got a very limited cinema release because isn't it being offered for free on Disney Plus on Christmas Eve, I think? Right. Is it really? I think well, we'll so. we have long to wait like then, do we? I better look that up while you guys There you are, that's interesting. Do, well, yeah. do we want to say anything else about the story? I'm okay. Do we want to mention <laughs> the um, Far From The Tree short at the start? Oh, yeah. With the raccoons. Well, I said to Lucy, uh, I didn't really rate that short because uh, it was a very simple story. It's like, in fact, it was almost like, I don't know, I felt, I felt like it could have been told 10 years ago. And it also, well, isn't, wasn't it told in Luca? Isn't, isn't, there, isn't there a section of Luca at the start? That pretty much is him being told to stay there while he's yeah. going out. It's hunting. Finding Nemo. It's also Piper, that other short. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, you know, stay there or you'll get in trouble. And then the conclusion is, oh, actually, you can come with me. But, I, it, but, but like nothing nothing really changed. It's like, you're still in danger, but you can come with me and we'll be happy together. It was a bit... It was it, more about changing attitude bit, towards your children, isn't it? That, yeah. That, it's just, just a bit of a nothing I felt I'd seen yeah. the whole story in the first five seconds I won't even say ten seconds the minute I saw the scratch on the eye the excited child the nervous parents I knew what it was about it looked great yeah Mm. it did it did look good that's it Mm. yeah (laughs) not much to it there you go Um, oh and we also saw a Turning Red trailer which I haven't seen yeah before uh, which looks to me like uh, it's Pixar isn't it yeah Uh, it's going to be Teen Wolf Teen Wolf yeah it's Teen Wolf (laughs) it's definitely Teen Wolf that's the film that they're ripping off this time (laughs) Oh dear. Should we do the story? Because story, you know for a story, fact, story. the mum the mum in that, like, because her mum's in the background, she's going to have the same power, isn't she? It's going to be like when the dad in TV. There is a thing, there is a, definitely a, a bit in the trailer that I've seen where she oh. says, Oh, you got it early or something like that. Oh, it is Team Wolf. It is Team Wolf. Didn't I message you that a few weeks ago? Yeah, like, because the dad says, Oh, normally it skips a generation. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, what yeah. are they doing? Can I just, man. Con- At least it's not Team Wolf 2. Can I just confirm, I am right, it is being released for free on Disney Plus on Christmas Eve. Oh, there we are. Mm. Well done. Well, that's quite exciting. <laughs> so, story, scory. Scory <laughs> the story. Yeah. Okay, shall I go first? Go on then, why not? Why not? I uh, really, really liked it. I could watch it again right now. Uh, I felt there was rich characters and um, a very subtle but powerful story. However, there was just certain very, very minute things um, I would like to have seen maybe developed more, things like the shape-shifting character, etc. So I'm going to give it a nine. Mm. I'm going to give it an eight. Um there you go. That's that's it. I'm nothing. Because else to say. you d- is it two marks for the section you didn't see? No, I um I think I saw enough of it to give it a, a full you know uh, evaluation. And eight, I think, is a, a good score. Oh. Yeah, thought it was good, and uh, you know, not too epic. <laughs> um, I have a problem, which is that when I go to see things at the cinema, I'm very often um, carried away by the mm-hmm. event, mm-hmm. and I find it very difficult to be. 
Rise of Skywalker. Sub ob- objective. Sub- objective. Subjective. Objective. Objective. Subjective. Do you know I don't know? Whichever the one is that means that... Um, objective. Objective, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, one of I, think those. I, I am one of those and I'm not the other one of those. Yes. Um, and, uh, and so I came out thinking, well, it's a 10. It's blatantly a 10. Objective. Yeah, objective. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> um... Yeah. I've lost my train of thought. So you, you, yeah. you came out thinking 10, definitely a 10. Definitely a 10. And yeah. then and, and I was comparing it to Raya and comparing it to Coco and comparing it to Moana. Um, and it, I don't think it's a 10. I, I don't, but I did thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. And it's something I want to see again. Raya, I didn't feel like that at all. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, we paid for that and, and oh. I, I never watched it. Since uh, waste of money, absolute waste of money. We did. We paid for Black Widow. Just did feel, we? Just feel for us. <laughs> did we? Yeah. Oh, you and told me I should absolutely watch that this week. I you did. should and watch now it. You're I, it. No, I no, said. You I said. Watch it. I said. Don't watch it. It's, yeah, it's a decent it. film that's part of a really important canon, and you should. Mulan watch it. was the biggest waste of money when that came out recently. I, I still watched, haven't watched that. I watched that again on principle. I think that was the first one we ever paid for when pay per view first came on Disney Plus, mm. and I thought I'm going to watch this at least twice. What do you think I'm going to give it, you? We used to do this, didn't we? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, an eight. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. When you said eight, it made me want to change my mind. Do you know, I, 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 keep... I don't like this thing you two have got going. <laughs> I've, I've brought this up a couple of times, but uh, I felt exactly the same way about uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I went to see it at the cinema and I was oh, like, yeah. and I came out and I was like, that's amazing. But I knew for a fact that I'd come out of Rise of Skywalker thinking that was good. Uh, so I was, and then and then I re, and then I realised it wasn't. Um, so I was like, Ghostbusters, do I like it? And I, and I went back and saw it, and I do like it. Oh, good. But I still think it's only four stars. Oh. you know, it's not. It's got loads of problems, but it's just enjoyable to watch. Uh, anyway, good to know. Right, animation. Look at the animation you, the characterisation you, and don't forget the background and the style. Yeah, man. Um, so here's the issue it's really difficult to judge something on its animation when we're at the level that we're at now because they can do anything I know. right don't so, you think then that it comes down to art design art direction so what I think is yeah. that it probably comes down to art design <laughs> yeah I, art I direction do. sorry I, I always I yeah. style and and um, yeah you, you're right because I was thinking about this today but I always reserve a point for uh, there has to be something in there that surprises me. You know, there's, there's something new, something you haven't seen before. That's that's when it's ten, because if it's just good, yeah, then like anything can just be good. But it has to be something where they're doing something new. Uh, and I'm not showing this. If there's anything technically, like, un, un, unless you're talking about like the, the hair looked really great and the lighting was brilliant. So you know, I could I I could say that was the extra. The extra little thing. The, the okay. vibrance in general in this film is just, uh-huh. it's superb, I think. It's just such a vibrant, I colourful film. I have to throw a something special in there. For me, and this is going to come up back again in music, they were doing proper Latin dancing. Proper mm-hmm. Latin dancing. And um, they, it was proper choreography as well. Yeah. Like there was full choreographed routines. I think they must have had a choreographer on staff. I don't think animators, even with visual reference can just wing that I think and it was exceptional but the movements and the very very subtle movements of world class Latin dancers the the 
they will have had visual reference for this, they must have, but to be able to translate that effectively and fluidly on screen, no matter how much technology you've got behind you, is a glorious skill. And every time they danced, which was regularly, I I was thrilled, like actually thrilled yeah. every single time. So that for me, I think you know where I'm going to go with this. <laughs> but then I'll just go on to the colour schemes, the colour schemes, the fabric and the little boy's room. Boom. The setting behind that that big kind of split mountain and and in, into this quiet little village and the way that it, the mm. way that the house is there at the top of it all and everything it's just it's stunning to look at mm. all the way through stunning to look at mm. great um, character anima- animation as well some fantastic oh, man. like and, and the house as well I mean just look at the way that that, that the house interacts with everything the whole, my my yeah. favorite that the, the house did was when those two kids were trying to run up to get <laughs> yeah, to, kept, to, to the daughter party <laughs> and it kept turning into a slide but the second time it turned into a slide it went at a slight sort of curved angle and just kind of it was just an extra Played little, with them. it was an extra little mm. detail yeah. that they could have just gone uh, flat the stairs they slide down but they just scooped it round a bit and those are the little touches i look for um what was going to say We'll come on to it. Oh no, yeah, that was it. Um, grandma at one point she 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 told someone off. She I think she told um what's her name? Marabella. Mirabelle. 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 Okay. She told her off and then she did this little like head nod like like that after she'd said it. Mm. She she told her off and then she just did this head movement. It was so well observed that I think they'd obviously um uh, just taken that from the actor, I think. Mm. Because like unless the you know, the, the animator's just that good. And again, it's I mean, just those little touches of little, and, and this is what you get in, in, in Zootopia. It's just these little movements, these little micro yeah. movements that are just so well observed. I that- mean, I, for that, I liked the moment the boy realised that he could speak to the bird. There was just a really, his mm. eyes widened and glowed, which is quite a big movement, but there was something so small that you saw going on in his brain as he did it. Fabulous. I love the little touches of like the, the um, in Bruno's room in the walls, where he's like, like hand painted this, his place setting onto the table, and so you've got like like a complete contrast of all that vibrance and stuff through there to this, mm. this just this little makeshift thing where it's it's just been done by hand and things. Just yeah, just those little details are brilliant. But yeah. go on, no, go on, go, go, you go. Well, I was going to say about Bruno, but it's going back to story. So oh. um, you can say it. It was, uh, and you said this earlier. Is uh, you came out saying Silencio Bruno? Yeah, I did. And <laughs> as soon as they said we don't talk about Bruno, I thought Bruno, Bruno, why is that familiar? And it's weird to get. Uh, the name Bruno. Yeah, this thing about uh, in Luca when they said that, I thought Bru- Bruno was going to turn out to his dad. Yeah, like like telling him no, and he's like Silencio Bruno. Um, but it was just it's just a, a made up character, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. By the sound of it, it's just a bit of a missed opportunity. Anyway, mm. in this, I was like Bruno again, another Bruno. Yeah, I, I was the same, and, and as you say, yeah, I've been. But it would have been too late by the time, you know, Luca mm. and and this, you know, more or less working alongside each other in production time. You know, to go. Oh, there's a Bruno in that. And also, they're a different if only they studio. To each other. They're a different <laughs> studio entirely, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, every time they do one of these films, they seem to write a new program to do it. I don't know this for a fact, but I that um, pouring sand and everything to do with the pouring sand just to me seems so advanced. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the new technological frontier that they'd reached with this film because that was. Extremely well done. What are you looking for? Are you doing something with your feet? I keep hearing something creaking. Uh, it, it's it's my elbow, I think. On, Is it? Yeah. Do it again. I can't do it now. It sounded like it was behind me. It's terrifying. Maybe it's Bruno in the walls. We don't talk um, about Bruno. You, you said in the story, Hugh, about it not being 
not too epic. Yeah. And yet, visually, they go through a door into mm. what is basically Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That the that whole uh, song that the sister does with the with the flowers and the the way all that happens and the the way they bring all these different plants to life and everything just that is just epic to look at. Just There's some real. It's small scale big, epic. Yeah. While we're talking about that. I asked you, because we couldn't talk about it last week. You'd no. already seen it, and we never talk about it on the podcast. So I thought of questions yeah, I noise. could ask you. Sorry. Uh, I thought of questions I could ask you, and one of them is, can you see it coming to parks? Now, the thing is, one of the most lauded um, attractions worldwide is the Mystic Manor in mm-hmm. Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. And people are constantly asking for it in um, Disney World, Florida in particular, but they're struggling to know where to put it. And they are, they have been talking about Animal Kingdom because there's a monkey in it and stuff. But the technology that's in that, if you've seen the technology in that, and the way it works would be so good as oh. the Casitas. If they could do the Casitas yeah. as a Mystic Manor style ride through... Yeah, because there's a whole be bit amazing. in Mystic Manor where, where, they, where there's like a, a hurricane and when they get blown around the room mm. and, and it's all it, it screens the whole way around you, obviously, but it, it's stunning to look at. And that whole bit with the with the visions and things, you can and have the, a vision the, room. And the magic this, coming through the yeah. like the actual oh, room. Could you imagine you could have you could have the you could have a vision within it, so you see this whole vision happening around you. and You see all the different things, and as you go through the ride, all those things start to come to life and actually yeah. happen in front of you, and so you're actually foreshadowing. The, the rest of the ride and things and yes, sim- simply that getting that getting the house to come yeah. to life with yeah, flapping yeah. floorboards and, and you things. can just walk past the house and people who aren't on the ride you know every, every so often you can just watch it and something else would be happening a, yeah, squ- like, oh, a, a shirt yeah, yeah. would be waving a tile would be flapping it's, they, basically yeah. they just need to take the casitas and put it in a park right now I, I yes. just think it makes itself and I really hope they do and I hope they don't wait to see how much money the film makes and things like that because sometimes I mean, look at, I know Pandora made a lot of money, but look at how good a land Pandora is, and I don't give a hoot about the film, mm-hmm. and I love this film. I just think someone needs to go, that needs making into attraction. Now, having said that, it's taken them nearly five years to build Tron, and they're nowhere near finished, so... <laughs> yeah, and they didn't build Ratatouille until, like, ten years after the film. Exactly. But, I mean, that's that's my answer to it. Like Ratatouille, Re- rework. Yeah. <laughs> Why does that get a brand new land... Rework this and yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, I th- I think please. You're spot on that. Absolutely. Spot on. Do you want to score the animation then? Yes. Go on then. Um, do you know I'm 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 hovering between. Uh, is it a nine, or is it a ten? Is it is it perfection? Does it have that extra little thing? I'm gonna let you two go first, and I'll decide. But like, I'm, I'm thinking maybe those little touches I said that I liked. Like the hair in particular and the light. Do you know what? The curl on Mirabelle's hair. Yeah, I think it is a 10. No, it is. It is a 10. Yeah. It is a 10. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Do we need to go around the circle anymore? No, it's, it's no, a t- just, I, it is a 10. I can't, it, find, I can't find fault. It does become really difficult. I think I was thinking about this on, on the way here from my wing to your wing. This is getting old, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and, no. <laughs> no. Um, and, and when you judge this against the the golden era of animation and what what was being done then that i mean they're both art aren't they yeah but visually you can literally do anything now yes you can you just can. do anything so it does mm-hmm. have to be exceptional but i think this is exceptional but i in this instance the anime well the animators have always been actors 
Um, but there's also been some janky lines and some weird, weird changes of shape of characters' noses and yeah. stuff that you just don't get with computer animation. But because you don't get it with computer animation, now the animators can just be actors. And so when you see these these tiny little chin movements and these little reactions in an eye and, and the swing of a hair or a dress, it's so deliberate. I mean, a computer can't do that for you. And if, if you compare what what they've done with this film and um, in terms of fitting the the subjects within the surroundings and stuff. If you look at something like um, Monsters University when they when they end up in the um, in the park uh, in the what is camp it? in the camp yeah it, it's quite early photorealistic backgrounds and they're stuck there and it feels like they just don't belong with it mm. the, when they're outside by the river I mean by, by yeah, the lake, yeah, it just it doesn't quite feel like it works. Toy Story Four as well. Now I think I probably gave that a ten for animation at the time because it was just stunning to look at. The but but it, if you think about it, it didn't it didn't melt. Yeah, it didn't, wasn't yeah. Light. It, wasn't it didn't have a feel the way this feel. Sometimes you have to say like uh, it would serve this story better if the animation uh, and the look wasn't perfect. Yeah. Because it can be a distraction, and that is part of it. Yeah, uh, is reining it back in can get you the well, ten it's, it's on the uncanny valley, th- uncanny valley thing, isn't it? But yeah, um, talking about Monsters University, that that I mean that whole campsite thing mm. does does have one of my favourite shots in all of Disney history, which is which is um, Sully roaring in the light at those um, campsite sort mm. of guys. It's brilliant. Um, oh, yeah. and I do want to mention Bruno before we go because I forgot uh, the character of Bruno was so good to look at. Do you know, like we we, we always say um, the villain's the best character yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And there was no villain in this, was there? No. no. There's no actual villain. Uh, so Bruno's the character that's for me was like the, the the nicest to look at where I just like, I just couldn't stop looking at his face and his sunken eyes and his, his, his nose. The whip of his cloak and stuff as well. That, like mm. they're the giving him those, those villainous traits, haven't they? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it looks fantastic. Right, I have got a lot to say on this subject. <laughs> Should we go through song by song? Oh, mm, got... I've got a lot to say on the general subject. If, go on then. If, I, if I'm allowed to do that first. Yeah, silencio, Bruno. Okay. First of all, you said before we went, mm. um, the music is very Lin Manuel Miranda. Is mm. that how you phrased it? Probably, possibly. And that did colour me going in. And the first uh, song, the Family Madrigal one, I was like, oh, I, I see what you mean. Now, we will go through song by time, and I feel differently about different songs. But the thing is about Latin music is it's incessant. Now, I mm. really like Latin music and I was also a Zumba teacher for a long time, so I had to like Latin music. But the the incessantness of it is its strength. But when I've reviewed musical theatre songs before and I've told you why I love them as musical theatre, when there's some doubt, notes go down and they slow down. When there's hope, notes go up and when they... There's some, you know, there's there's a lot of twists and turns and changes of tempo and changes of key that go along with making music emotional. And I didn't think as a, a musical 
the music in this film did that. I Because he'd clearly been given this brief, and this is very similar to In the Heights rather than Hamilton. Mm. It's got a lot more in common with that. He'd been given this brief to use Latin music um, to help with the scene and tell this story. But you would go into a song and it would just pace for the entire song and you weren't getting the character moments. The lyrics were fantastic because he's primarily a lyricist, but he wasn't reflecting the lyrics in the tone of the music. And in this way, I would compare it to, and I ha- I don't hate the music, I'm going to talk nice things in a minute, but I'd compare it to Greatest Showman, which is a movie I absolutely loathe. I hate it. Correct. Because it's basically a pop album. It's a pop album that's had a story put to it and none of the music works effectively as musical theatre music and it doesn't work for the story, it doesn't work for the characters singing it. It works very well as a soundtrack to listen to in your car and loads of people say, oh, I love the music. I, I was gutted. And I'm like, you're wrong. <laughs> I was gutted when I went to see that film because I Barnum. liked the music a lot and when it, and when I watched the film, it just didn't fit. It just didn't None work. It fit. And yeah. It's not Barnum, is it? And Barnum is one of the greatest music. Well, is brilliant. the greatest yeah. musical ever written is Barnum. And oh. when I saw that mm. we're remaking Barnum with um, <laughs> Hugh Jackman in it, I was like, oh my God, that's genius. And when I found out it wasn't Barnum, I was gutted. Anyway, this is a different story. So I think that this works really well as a Latin album and as a movie with music. I don't think it is a great musical theatre score. However, I think the songs improved as they went. In this, in the musical theatre sense, I think they improved as they went on. The first one is a really good song. Catchy. Sh- mm. Catchy. It's to ca- shake your bum catchy toe. Catchy as Gets straight in there. You learn a hell of a lot. Madrigal. This is the thing about it. Madrigal. The bit that he's singing is sort of the chorus and it's family magical. Sounds like a Gloria Estefan song. And it works for that. But then... But then this, but then they start introducing all the different characters, and you just get words, words, words at the same old tempo with the same tune. Another character, let's talk about this character and that character. That character does a different thing, and let's talk about a lot something. And I just, I don't think that you can serve the purpose that you want to serve at that speed and that tempo. I don't think it worked for that. It would be good if they had the had the chorus. And then slowed back down a little for the it character introduction. It does go on a bit as well that song because yes. uh, they get to the end and then the kids are like, "What's your power?" And then she's and then she sums up, and then she does, she basically does like a potted version of the whole song again mm. to get out of telling them what her uh, gift is, mm. power gift, her X Men mutation. <laughs> um, so by that point, I'm thinking oh, this is going on quite quite a long time. It's very catchy, but like I, I was thinking, I was imagining like Lin Manuel writing this and spending. You know, weeks with it, he must have been bored to tears of it at that point. He'd be like, yeah, making all the making all the lyrics scan and things. Mm. I liked it. <laughs> no, I. You see, this is what I want you to understand. Yeah. Uh, we listened to it in the car today, and I loved listening to it in the car because as I know them all now, as, yeah. like, like, as an album, very memorable. Yeah, and I really yeah. like Latin music. I really liked. You it. see it like like if we just watched it today, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't remember a single song. I remember, like, I wouldn't even remember if I liked them or not. And then we played it one more time in the car, and now I know them all by heart, almost. And, do you know, it almost, it it did run like one of my Zumba 
CDs actually because you do mix it up between a merengue and a cumbria and a, a salsa and all these different rhythms and they were just spitting them out and then we get that little hip hop Latin hip hop trip 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 like an guys see I didn't feel like that fitted as well as the other they didn't fit with everything else quite as well I liked for me. that one um, I quite I quite liked it but that felt more like a um, a, a song from the hip parade than maybe the other ones do. Mm. Um, yeah, but that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know I've criticised Lin Manuel in the past for doing expositional songs, and uh, I could imagine this one lifting out a bit more, and you're just listening to it as a song mm. rather than it being you know to get you to one point uh, from one point to another in in a, in a narrative. Funny though, they did the the you're welcome type treatment on that and took it away from reality and, and yeah. made it all like a music video. Well, the, yeah. the, the whole thing was, it was like, it was an echo of that. It was a strong character kind yeah. of talking about, you know, some of her strengths. Uh, I think that one worked in best in the way that I said as a piece of musical yeah. theatre. I think it, it kind of, it built and you could feel the pressure in the rhythms. So I think that worked better mm. than some of the That's others. That's the third song. The second one is, um, I imagine it's called Waiting for a Miracle. Yeah. I guess that's mm. the title of it. Um, and to me, it's almost cynically so. Uh, it feels like they've said, oh, Lynn, um, Lynn Manuel, just make sure you do a, a let it go, you won't know, you? you know yeah. how, oh, I, I thought it was like, you know what Howard Ashman used to do? Um, about, you, you know, they need the I want. Oh, yeah, the yeah, princess yeah. I want. But, Waiting well, okay. for miracle. It's, it's an I want song, but also it's... Uh, not so much as uh, the one that they put into Aladdin that where we were like, oh, they're oh, speechless. They're speechless, yeah. They're like, we need a sort of uh, an empowered uh, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, c- character song. Woman's song. Um, but this, uh, it, I was listening to it and I was thinking, this is this is the Let It Go. And, the, and then as I was listening to it, I thought, except it doesn't have the, uh, the belting uh, note. Of, oh, there it is. <laughs> and they literally just popped one on at the end. And I thought, that is like... They've tried to do there a let it go by numbers. It really, like, really mm. strongly felt like that to me. I found the tune quite bland. You said I, 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 I could I sing. I like the tune a lot. Oh, did you? I don't remember I that I do. One. I don't like the sort of the, the sort of thought behind it. Just like I say, it, it felt like they were trying to do something. But the actual song, I liked it. But here's the thing, right? The, the thing I liked in that song is they do the... Now, I'm quite musical, but I'm, I don't have the sort of technical... Term sometimes it, it, it is a minor key, isn't it? That she goes and she, um, do, do, do you know, it goes, um, da, da, da. you know, she's like, uh, I can't remember the, the lyrics, but there's like, there's like a minor, there's like it goes into a bit of a minor key as she's singing the chorus. I'm sure right. you're right, I can't remember this one as well um, as the others. And I liked that, and then he did it again at least two more times mm. throughout those seven songs, you know, that, that the main songs, uh, popping in these little minor key things, and that, that could be. It could be, it could be my ignorance, it could be like a popular uh, South American uh, trope. But to me, I just thought, is he... Dialing he, it in. He's he a little <laughs> bit, yeah. Like, at least three times, possibly four, I heard these minor uh, notes going on again and again. And I'm like, all on board of that now. Initially, I was like, oh, I like that because of that. And by it's, the end of it, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you're doing that again. There's a how, thing, Howard Ashman does that too. Some... Uh, repeating tropes his own tropes and I go a bit fed up with this now Howard part of your world a part of my yeah part of your world Um, and somewhere that's green are basically the same song Mm. when you when a singer songwriter writes a song for someone else you can often hear their voice their their actual like intonation of the voice in the other voice and the biggest example you sing no sweat 
<laughs> the best example I can think of is the Muppets. Um, is Flight of the Concords, isn't it? Yeah. And there's there's some well, real bits where they've got non-Flight of the Concords people. The based, it's almost like they're singing like it's not Jerome, is it? It's the other one. Jermaine. Jermaine. Uh, Brett. Brett. Mackenzie. Brett Mackenzie. You can hear... Brit Mackenzie. Um, you can hear Brit, Brit Mackenzie's... Um, <laughs> I can't do it. Voice coming through yeah. like the intonations. Now, there's a thing that this, Lynn... This, Lynn mm. There's a thing that Lin Manuel Miranda does, <laughs> like um, where he kind of bends the note in quite a sort of a tight way. And the last song, I know we're going through them one at a time, but it goes, and this foundations, mm. da, 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 it were family, and it sounds so much like Lin Manuel Miranda. I found it mm. distracting, like I could hear his voice in other people's voices. You almost have to decide, like. Do I love Lin Manuel? Because like, I love Hamilton, so yes. I, so I'm happy to hear that style. Or do you think, mm, come on, mate, I can hear you too much? There's something yeah. about hearing someone's style coming through uh, in something like that where it kind it kind of a, it can annoy you, can't it? Yeah, it's because I, you shouldn't hear the author's voice. We've said this before. You shouldn't be able to hear the author's but voice. But then, no. but then at the same time, you're there thinking, oh, great, Lin Manuel wrote the music. Yeah, count me in. Exactly. I just I just think maybe where do you stand? Because I, I I love the lyrical patter and the way in which he does these things, but it's it's one style. He uses different musical styles to fit mm. it, but it's one style. And for a, for a full musical, I think it's too much. In Hamilton, it's a bit more varied because there's some proper R and B in there as well that that, mm. that you know separates it out a lot better, um, particularly in the second act. But with with this, it's just like you said, it's relentless, and then the style of music is relentless as well. So that. It lends itself into it, but I guess there's, there's a really nice um, uh, slower number, isn't there? When when they're telling that, when they're telling the whole story later on, mm. um, that's all in I don't know. I'm going to say Colombian Portuguese, but mm. yeah, I, pres- I think it's Portuguese, Portuguese yeah. yeah. And and uh, that's very different. That feels very different, um, mm. but still still very ly- lyrical and and persistent. Don't take many time for breath at all in any of his songs. It's not. Yeah. It's not I, something that he does, and that's not a hundred percent Lin Manuel Miranda things because of other things he's done that haven't fallen into that. I think it's that it was a very clear decision that all the songs were going to have a um, a Latin undertone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's the, uh, the there's the classic Lin Manuel rap though. Yeah, there's almost one in uh, Surface Pressure, but uh, there's definitely one that um, uh, Bru- fam- Bruno does. At the family at the Doesn't end. He? Bruno does yeah. a rap, and you're like, oh, there's the, there's, there there's that rap. There he goes. Um, I also found some of the lyrics uh, weren't great. Well, there's one, one in particular, it st- stuck out at the time uh, when, when I heard it, but like, it's at the start of Surface Pressure. Uh, she says, I'm the strong one, I'm not nervous. That is a clunky line. And all I had to do was uh, was change it to, I'm the strong one. Don't get nervous. But I'm not nervous is too in the moment and too specific and clunky. Yeah. I'm the strong one. I'm not nervous. Do you know what I mean? Give notes. Give notes. Like, I like. I, I would have, I'd have said, Lynn, uh, Lynn Manuel, could you just change this to maybe, you know, don't get nervous. You know, make it, make it broader. Don't. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Yes, yeah. it does. It, no, it, yeah. I agree it with just, you. As soon as I heard it, I thought, ooh, that was clunky. And uh, one final thought was... Um, the songs, a couple of them didn't. They ended very abruptly. Uh, surface pressure, in particular, and the one about Bruno, where they just kind of go, "Oh, I knew we shouldn't have brought it up. 
and then it just stops. <laughs> and uh, I don't think the endings of the songs are too are too strong either. Hmm. Been nitpicky though, because in general, very catchy songs. Uh, mm. I, the the one that I did fall asleep in was um, we don't talk about Bruno. And I love that. When, one. when I heard it in the car today, I was like, I don't think I missed much there. And uh, the there's one, there's another one at the end. I think it's the the final one, which I thought was a bit, just a bit dirgy. Hmm. Not dirgy. Um, just a bit of a a nothing song. What about it the was... duet with the, with her sister? Oh, the um, all of uh, no, sorry. What else can I do? Yeah, yeah. That was that was frozen as well. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a bit. It was. I liked that they had it bringing in, bringing in, bringing in, bringing in as a kind of a percussive yeah. thing underneath. It was okay. Um, the don't we don't talk about Bruno one was my hands down favorite, but that was the one. Well, his favorite. You know, um, the the sister with the weather and her husband. Mm. They were like doing the best kind of street style salsa, oh, that, like proper yeah, street dancing, salsa. That was fantastic. And I was, I'm, I could feel the muscles in my bum cheeks going. Da, 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 That's da, another very doing a little salsa in my chair. I loved it. There's a, uh, some more very very expositional lyrics where they say, "It's the day of our wedding. We were getting ready. <laughs> we were just we were just getting ready, and it's the weather was bad. Day. You know, wedding's not allowed to be bad. But you see that that for me is." why it does work as musical theatre those mm. bits that, that is very musical theatre and mm. I, I thought personally I don't necessarily agree with you about, okay. about the fit um, I, I think it, I think it all just flowed really really well I'm not it's not my favourite music in the world I, I will say that um, the style I really liked um, it, it was probably a bit overly lyrical for me but I do I, I did generally think it worked well in the film and it was I mean what what have we had recently to compare it to? Really, Frozen Two, yeah, it's not as not as good as Frozen Two, I don't think. Um, see, see what we've put for that's that's where I would say that every single note of the music um, reflects the words that have been the lyrics that have been put with it and the moment in time for that character. Every single bend of the note, every single key change, every single tempo change is all character driven and not music driven. But at that and point I don't they've think got, you could say got that well established characters, haven't they? Mm. Oh no, we gave the music ten, eight and nine for Frozen Two. I, I, was, think... I was a ten eight. We, we gave the animation thirty, as we did here. Mm. Mm. There you are. Right, should we score it? Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I, I really enjoy the music. I think it's really good. I do think it fits well with the film. Um, I don't know if I'm a fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda or not. I, there's things that I really like about his style and there's things I'm not so keen on about it. So, yeah. I'm a big Hamilton fan. Like you, I'm not sure if I can say I like him across the board. He's certainly done some very good stuff. But I would give it an eight. Uh, yeah, an eight. <laughs> But, but I do like it and I will listen to it in the car again. I'm just not sure about it within the film. Mm. Yeah, I found the music to listen to very enjoyable. But at the same time, there's thing, there's there's little things creeping in as I'm listening to it where I'm going, didn't like that bit, didn't like the ending of that, didn't like that lyric. Uh, you know, this is, is using that device again and again and again. Uh, all these little things. But I'd still give it a, a good solid eight because when it is good, it's very, very good. We haven't had a proper classic musical since Tangled, really, have we? Well, really? no, since Frozen 2. Yeah, but even then, it it wasn't like... Tangled, like all the, the Ashman ones, that 
they are, you know, let, let's take that to the stage. Let's just take yeah. it. Frozen 2, not really. Even Frozen, I know no. it has been taken to the stage, but it's not, well, not the, the same. I mean, they've done Tangled the Musical on cruise ships, theatres as yeah. musicals. Yeah. And you can just see it lift. We, we didn't get to see it, unfortunately, but you can just see it lifting and shifting. Find it on you? YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it lifting and shifting, whereas Frozen 2, bit dark, needs too much context. It's a sequel. I well, know you, what you're saying. You could do a Sondheim type. Um, if they hadn't already made the Frozen musical, they could have mm. combined the two and done yes. first Frozen film in Act 1 and second Frozen film in Act 2. I think they could have yes. quite easily done that. Because it worked for Sondheim. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've got a score. Ooh. You must be grumpy. <laughs> Do I want it? I d- they don't always get on Rotten Tomatoes straight away because it needs. So I'm just going to be looking up while you look. Tell us what ours is. I read some reviews um, on on IMDb the other day, and quite a few of them were just saying, "Oh, I, I was really looking forward to this until I got there and realised it was Lin Manuel Miranda." Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's he's very distinctive. He is. Hmm. I think I'm I'm like you, Chris. I I think I like him, but uh, I'm not too sure. I mean. He's not. He's definitely. He's certainly not bad, is he? No. He's, he's no, a no, very, no, no. very good, unique uh, musician. Like, and Hamilton, I just is is fantastic. It's flawless, is Hamilton? Yeah, absolutely flawless. Uh, so anyway, for Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, the critics have given it ninety percent. The audience have given it ninety three, which is excellent. Mm. IMDb at seven point seven, which if you follow IMDb, that's high. That is quite. That high, is yeah. quite high. As uh, Kate Tuesso yeah. would say, it's a it's high. It's very high. He was in that as well. He, Alan Tudyk was in that. Our our new Frank Welker. I need to update that jingle as well. Although there's not much point now, is there? There's not many left. <laughs> and who was Alan Tudyk? Who's a Tudyk? Who's a Tudyk? Who's a Tudyk? Who's Tudyk? We gave it eighty nine. Wow, eighty nine. I think that's a fair score. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, that is the same as uh, Santa's Workshop. <laughs> the, uh, the Disney classic brilliant. short which uh, this time of year if anyone's listening to this at Christmas because uh, I wouldn't recommend it if you're not because I mean, it's very Christmassy I would give that watch on Disney Plus what else is 89 have we got Can see well Bambi there? is 90 so it's just one mark below you know the golden age yeah mm-hmm. got tangled 98 yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I the Jungle Book that. the Jungle Book 89 really yeah wow <laughs> wow. 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 wow that's, it's um, just so hard to compare the Lightning 60s, McQueen. Wow. 60 years ago, isn't wow. it? Can't believe we get 89. Wow. Uh, that's all I can see for 89. There's probably some more in there somewhere, but. Um, yeah. I was going to like tidy up this list because it's an absolute mess. It's but charming. We're, but we're nearly at the end, so I I'm just going to squeeze it in. I've not updated it on the website for ages either, but I did start doing a spreadsheet where I'd filtered it all um, oh, so, so you could actually look and see. What scored in which eras and things as well, and do a bit more comparative stuff. Yeah. So oh man, you could off. do some graphs. Uh, oh yeah, some pictograms with this big time. Yes, um, maybe we should. Yeah. What about favorite bits? Anyone got any favorite bits? Have we covered? I probably covered them all. Oh, I love the kid who drinks too much coffee. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bonnie likes that bit as well. Yeah. I like the um, the husband of the woman with the weather because of his dancing. But I just liked him. I just really liked him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't think of any specific bits, but it's been over a week since I saw it, so um, that might be why. Yeah. And I also liked when the kid, and it's in the trailer, to be fair, but when the kid says, don't eat those, and the, the leopard's just going to the mice. <laughs> Was I asleep then? 
Probably. Could I have been asleep then? Probably. Because I don't remember that. Uh, yeah. I like the chase through the walls when she was trying to catch Bruno. Mm-hmm. That was quite cool. Yeah. Um, and and the journey that she went on was in the in the eaves and in the. I walls, thought he was so. flying because uh, when the when the dust he falls down, then the dust clears and he's just stood there. Yeah, so that was quite funny. funny. I, I, but I thought he was levitating. But oh. it turns out it was just, no, it, just it wasn't as far down. down as it. I liked it when <laughs> she first funny. followed him down. She followed the, the rat carrying the green thing and then the green thing floated up. Yeah. yeah. And then that flash and he was in silhouette. I thought that was a really clever, like, reveal. Mm. Yeah, because really I got disorientated then and I thought, is he on? Is he sideways on the wall, like, sticking out like at a weird angle, upside down? Did you? Yeah, I got, got confused. Mm-hmm. I didn't. But that's when, I, that's when my eyes were starting to go. <laughs> how's, the, how's the cry factor? Oh, I've got a jingle for that, haven't I? She's <laughs> absolutely beautiful. She really loves it. I don't know why they just can't be together. <laughs> Hugh's Cry Factor. <laughs> I actually listened to that then. I was like, even though I did it, I made it. I was like, that's quite funny. <laughs> uh, right. Well, we said before, this wasn't like an out-and-out cryy, was it? Like, you know, like the known for lately. Um the the, uh, the bit that I thought because so I, I was looking for the bit that made Lucas cry and when when I thought it was the house I was like yeah that's quite sad uh, I definitely got a lump in my throat when uh, they made the the doorknob for it at the end and he says well, he says something to her doesn't he he says like we made this for you or what what does he say something like is it just like is it, is it effect, like like yeah. we made this for you it's something along those lines and I was like Ugh! and the magic happens for her yeah but. Um, Actually, uh, at the time, thinking about Lucas being upset about something actually made me more teary than anything in this film. I was like, oh, bless him. Uh, and now I've discovered it was the bit it was. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> it's not that high. I've given it a three, which is low for, for these days, isn't it? So mm. three teardrops. And that sounds like this. Oh, three beauties there. Mm. They hurt. <laughs> but once you get a sweet spot, you can't change direction. You can't change horses midstream. So I've had a bit of a thought about things because we, we keep trying to work out what we're going to do. And we're running out of time in terms of the year, aren't <laughs> yeah. we? Yeah. Um, and so we've got two films left to do to, to finish off the classics. Mm-hmm. But we also wanted to do Mary Poppins. And we also wanted to go back and do Enchanted as well. Mm. Um, so four films there. I think, and this is my proposal to you guys, oh and gosh. I think what we should do is we should have an episode um, coming up where what we do is we talk back through each of the eras and talk about our best bits from each of the mm. eras. And, and it can be anything from any of those films and those bits. And we do that as our Christmas special. Okay. This and is, no Christmas films? No Christmas films. Um, and that, so it's just, so, so like next week or the week after next, we just have a bit of a, an informal chat about that stuff. That, we, that could, we could do that because uh, actually I'd like to do a Christmas film, but we're kind of drawing a blank, aren't we? And like, yeah. uh, well, we were going to do the new Home Alone, weren't oh, we? We watched Home Alone three the other day. I think that should just be like a a, a ranty vlog. I'm not even sure I want, <laughs> I want to watch it. To be honest, right. <laughs> it's had such bad reviews. I'm like, do I want to give two of two hours of my life mm. to it? No, don't know. I don't. No. So yeah, we could do that. Well, that, okay. that's my thought, but I don't know. We need. I think basically for this year we would do one more episode, and that'll be our Christmas special. But that's my suggestion for what it could be. That's a very good suggestion, Chris. Because it gets us back through everything. It's nice to go back and reflect on what we've done in the past. And, yeah, it is. And the journey we've been on together. <laughs> yeah, it's been epic. 
It has. It's been uh, apart from nearly this week. nearly oh, just over half of a notebook. Wow. Oh no, sorry. It's one page off half of a notebook. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's about it. Do you want to talk about Vlogmas before we go? Yes. I this month we. If you're listening in December 2020. Yes. Twenty twenty one. This year, we are partaking in Vlogmas. Vlogmas, if you don't know, is um, it's a bit like an advent calendar for YouTube creators. We're mainly podcasters, but we do upload on YouTube. So we thought every day from the 1st of December to the 24th of December, we upload a little video. The shortest one so far has been three minutes. The longest one has been 15 minutes. And we're just doing it on all sorts of different things and topics. Right now, we're doing a behind-the-scenes recording 37 Disney Street. So if you're interested in that, go check that out on our YouTube channel. It will be Vlogmas Day 6. Chris has got some things he's got planned. You're going to do some... Is you going to read it? A children's book. I'm going to read a children's book. I'm going to have a bimble around Walt Disney World on Minecraft with Lucas, uh, which should be quite fun. We'll probably do a few episodes of that. And I said something else, but I can't remember what it someone, was. Someone requested your uh, top recommendations for oh, Disney. Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk books. through some of my books. Just a, a very short mm-hmm. talk through my library. And Hugh's going to... I'll do something, uh, uh, a, a sketch video. A live sketch. Mm. Uh, I'd like to do a little rant about something that's cropped up about the new Buzz film. Oh, oh, that's that's good. That's Sounds good. interesting. And I, I'm doing a lot of just, just sit down and talk and tell and you know do my top five restaurants and some trip updates and some moans about this. I've done a, a video showing you my favourite lounge fly bags, things like that. And your toilet. And yeah, I did do a tour of my ensuite, but mainly because it got, I got me to. Sh- show my Disney medals because no one ever sees my run Disney medals because they live in the toilet mm. so it we've just, just got a new subscriber as well oh that's nice they're so all just Princess Paula Bell a bit fun and a bit random so if you just want to go and see what we're up to by the end of this month there will be 24 do we do a Christmas day I think we should do a Boxing Day one and show our Disney gifts because I'm sure somebody will be getting some Disney gifts Ooh. perhaps anyway there'll be at least 24 um, Vlogmas uploads by the end of the month. Bop it! So, I was going to do a bop it video. That's oh, you are. Really. That's it. We're going to have too many. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, back over to you, Chris. You uh, this? See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how we finish? That's Something it. Something like that. Yeah. Thank you all for coming. Yeah. See oh, you yeah. soon. How do you say goodbye in Portuguese? <laughs> goodbye in Portuguese. Okay. Okay. Right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>